Good evening, the day is April 9th, 2014, and you're listening to I Should Be Sleeping. I'm your host, Richard E. Gary, and tonight is more of a mini-sode, more than anything else. Um, I, I'm just sort of in between episodes right now. We were supposed to record one last week. I had a special guest where we were going to discuss How I Met Your Mother, but unfortunately, uh, our schedules clashed, so we had to push it a few days. And also the mic that I originally ordered, it turned out to be a dud, so it didn't work. And that sucks. But whatever, I have a working mic now, and um, it seems to be doing fine so far. <laughs> uh, I don't, don't want to jinx it or anything. I guess I could just talk about what's on my mind right now, and r- really what I'm thinking about is uh, the Marvel series. I guess the films. I don't know what we really want to call them apart from that, because it's... For the longest time, I've had sort of a, hmm, I don't know, I've just sort of had a crisis of how to judge these movies, because I've always, for the most part, I've written them off as like, oh, they're good, but they're not, like, real movies. I don't know why. It's it's odd, but, like, you j- I just have that divide, and it might be, like, my inner uh, film snob that's trying to create a separation between something like Iron Man 3 and Taxi Driver, where, like, those two films could never exist on the same plane. And, you know, it could just, I don't know, it could just be sort of an uneasiness to sort of, no, and it it actually could just be the fact that until, I guess, the last couple of years, we haven't really had comic book films that have really gone past the, that have really gone past the notion of being something campy or, uh, silly because before that we've had like such classics like um, Steel starring Shaquille O'Neal or the that Fantastic Four movie that uh, never saw the light of day directed by uh, Roger Corman or even heck the other uh, Fantastic Four movies those are those are great right you guys remember them and I guess we've had Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 but like they really don't have any cultural significance other than being like major ones. I mean, Blade, yeah, that had some cultural significance because it was, it sort of brought about the first revitalization of the comic book movies. And it also happened to have a uh, black protagonist or it focused on a black, um, I don't know if he's a superhero, I'm not familiar with the comic uh, myself. Is he a comic? I don't even know. I'm just saying stuff I don't even know about. <laughs> uh, personally, I grew up really just reading Batman comics, so I have a bias. But it's I used to think that I had a DC bias, but then I realized I just like Batman. And, well, no, but everyone likes Batman, so I don't know if that makes Batman any less special to me. It doesn't, but it's it sort of makes me feel weird when I'm saying going to, like, Hot Topic. and Not even Hot Topic, when I go to, like, JCPenney and there's all these, like pre-faded Batman shirts and I'm like oh well I have one of those in my drawer from when I was a kid well not kid high schooler I haven't really I mean I feel like I'm a terrible fan because I haven't really been keeping up with the new 52 like I've really just been reading the Court of Owls and uh, I haven't even gotten past there but like usually I'm I'm more of a fan of stories than just overall uh, like following something like you would a TV show I think the last one I read was actually Court of Owls, now that I think about it, and I thought that was a phenomenal book. Like, I actually went out and bought the special edition that came with the Court of Owls mask. 
uh, where was, oh, I'm off topic. Anyway, Marvel movies. So I sort of have, like, I don't know how to judge the Marvel movies because, uh, well, I actually, up till this weekend, but I'll get to that later. Up till now, I really felt like those, the movies, they weren't, they were good, but they weren't as good as people think they are. And like, like, I really didn't like the first Captain America movie. I mean, I, I, I guess I enjoyed like maybe a third of it, but it was, I don't know. There was so much wrong with it. It was, I don't see how you can defend that movie as being good. And then, uh, let's see the Iron Man movies. Those are fun, but like, I would never ever revisit them again. There's they're They pretty much are just like fun summer movies that you really don't, that you really kind of forget once you leave. And it kind of amused me when people got all upset about the Mandarin reveal, which I thought was a pretty cool twist in the movie. I mean, like kind of obvious and, and not obvious, like as in like, oh, it was totally a weird British actor guy, but it was just sort of like, I knew that for all the intrigue and mystery that they're building up the Mandarin to be, that he couldn't be something too crazy. And if anything, it was misdirection. But, um, I don't know, I, I, I guess there's a lot of fanboys that sort of get upset at the notion of someone taking creative license with a franchise that they don't actually own, which is interesting. I mean, to be fair, like, I really hated what Christopher Nolan did with uh, Dark Knight Rises, but I feel like that's, I feel like that's different. Like, I enjoyed Batman Begins immensely, I enjoyed The Dark Knight immensely, but then... Dark Knight Rises came along and it seemed to be contradictory not only to the character Batman but the character that Christopher Nolan wrote Batman to be in the previous two films and like not only that but like Dark Knight it ends on such like a hopeful triumphant note like that he's going to be like the guardian he's going to be like the protector of this town he's going to be doing not town Gotham City he's going to be doing like a lot of good and like make making like bringing Gotham City back into like well that he would be like basically be the defender of Gotham City and that just didn't happen he became like became like some crazy billionaire just hiding in his mansion moping over his dead girlfriend who wasn't even his girlfriend and I don't know it was the more I think about that movie the less I like it which is is a, is a shame because I shouldn't feel that I don't know. It's I'm just gonna chill off there. But this weekend, um, I saw the new Captain America: The Winter Soldier with my boyfriend, and it was pretty awesome. Like pretty much all my complaints about superhero movies, they just went right out the window. This movie, it felt like. I don't know. It was so good. It felt like it could have. It was a comic. It was a comic movie. Obviously, it felt like that. There were scenes. There were shots that were framed, like a comic book. There were shots that, like, I was watching. I was like, you know, this. I've never read any Captain America comic book. But this. I w- would put money that this shot would was pulled from, straight from the comics, and like that's not a negative thing at all. Like I said, it's that's really really high praise but like there was never really any moments where it was like stupid campy like 
I guess the bit with the falcon, or I think that's his name. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. Uh, I mean, I guess that was pushing it a little, and maybe even um, the whole thing about the supercomputers, which I won't really go into. Like that was like okay. This is like sort of plaus like plausibly, but I mean, it doesn't have to be realistic. So. I, I mean, I could just be creating stumbling blocks on my own, which is very most likely, because uh, I, I honestly can't find anything wrong about Captain America Winter Soldier. It's, and if I tried, like, I would have to be, like, the most cynical of film critics or someone who just, like, I don't know, someone who's just really hateful which is like I don't know I don't think that I am um I like to complain about things but it's not because I hate them I just like to critique things and pick them apart to just sort of like like it's sort of like my own men mental film school like going on which you know is a lot cheaper than real film school but like I couldn't find anything wrong with it it was it was really good and online I'm seeing all these comparisons to Dark Knight or Man of Steel like yeah this is how you do it and uh, like yeah but I feel they should just be making the comparison to other Marvel films first because specifically the first Captain America film which has a lot of problems particularly with how they handle the whole Red Skull thing like I don't read the comics but like even then I knew that they were doing a disservice to the character. But anyway, um, like, and even though I didn't like the first one, the sequel did feel like a very fitting sequel to it. Like, it's directly correlated to the actions in that, as well as the Avengers, and it sort of progresses the whole meta-narrative that's taking place within this Marvel Universe that's in each of these films, and apparently Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show. Because, like, I don't watch that show at all, but from this movie, I know that they have, there's going to be doing some major changes there, which is cool. I mean, it's really cool to, like, we live in an age where such, like, a, such a gigantic franchise is just being developed on all fronts, basically. And, I mean, I, I, I kind of wonder how the comic side of this is doing, because, uh, well, I don't really read comics as much as I'd like to, but um, I know that they're drawing these comics from past material. Like, their influences are past comics. Like, um, well, look at me trying to name a comic that I've never read. <laughs> but I know the Winter Soldier, like, that had, that was a, there was a story arc about that in previous Captain America comics. Like, I know basic rudimentary stuff like that, and just from an IMDb search. Uh, but I wonder how this is affecting comics right now. Because uh, one of the things I know is that they um, remodeled Nick Fury's characters just to resemble uh, Samuel L. Jackson's portrayal of him. Because before, I believe, he was, a, he was a white guy, and he was played by white people, which, you know, that's nothing wrong with that, but... That's just how it was, and now it's uh, Samuel L. Jackson, which I think is probably the most perfect casting there ever could be for a Marvel franchise. And to be fair, like I think this whole, pretty much every character in the Marvel franchise right now has been pretty spot on with the casting. So 
I mean, this is pretty much just like I, I hope Marvel is gonna send me a check for all this praise. Not not that anyone's really listening, but whatever. But yeah, so like until until I saw Captain America Winter Soldier, I kind of like didn't feel right about uh including Marvel films in with uh films that should that are important to history and now I kind of recognize that no this is like what's happening right now is important to the conversation taking place in film it's it's important to like film history in general it's it's the zeitgeist right now but uh, more importantly it's sort of the moment where comic book movies became like a serious endeavor where um they became really profitable they weren't just saying oh yeah kid kids will love this stuff and like creating batman and robin were like yeah kids kids love this stupid campy stuff it's yeah batman and robin's actually a better example because i've actually seen that one like compare that time period with now and it's sort of crazy that like that we were in that period where a batman movie was so stupid and condescending and just like just horribly offensive and to everyone and now we're like captain america such like such uh i don't want to say obscure but he's not obscure he's captain america for crying out loud but such like a character that you wouldn't really expect to get this kind of a treatment this kind of attention this kind of like love and passion to get like such a spectacular movie that has just some of the best fighting choreography that I've seen in like even non-comic book movies and really just like a really engaging plot just I don't know it was all the elements of it was really cool and like I've seen I've seen comparisons between this and uh, Mission Impossible 3 which I guess some of some are valid but I think this one kind of edges out Mission Impossible 3 because like right now I'm not really the biggest fan of J.J. Uh, Abrams and Mission Impossible 3 like that movie it, it really like most of his movies they really have no bearing on me they don't I, I except for Star Trek I still really like Star Trek like never gonna watch a show never gonna do anything like that but I'm not going to claim that, like, his Star Trek is better or worse than any of the other Star Treks. Except for Into Darkness, that movie's a piece of garbage on all fronts. And anyone that likes it really needs to, really needs to, like, have a good reason to like it. Because it's just offensively bad. But, like, anyway, his movies don't really have that much of an impact on me. Like, I have a hard time remembering what happens, like, after I leave the theater or after I turn off the D DVD. And, uh, I guess Star Trek is really the only J.J. Abrams movie that I have. That says a lot, I guess. But, yeah. So, uh, where was I? So, yeah, kudos, uh, Marvel. You guys have made a fan out of me. And that's something that, like... I didn't expect at all. Like, I used to roll my eyes whenever I'd see the Marvel logo on a movie. And I guess I, do, I still do when I see, like, when I'm going to see the upcoming X-Men movie. But, I mean, that's I my personal gripe, so I could talk about that later. Um, really, with some of the bigger franchises, like the um, Avengers 
or Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm pretty excited for, mostly because of the director. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I feel a little bit, I feel at ease over what's to come because like it's definitely in the right hands and they've yet to really mishandle anything to the point where to the point where like Christopher Nolan mishandled Dark Knight Rises so I mean yeah good job guys <laughs> you deserve all the millions that have been pouring in over these movies because that's I don't know. He pulled off something that's pretty impossible by uh, most standards. So yeah, that's really all I have for now. Uh, on my our next on my next full episode, I'm going to be talking to a good friend of mine, uh, who I've yet to introduce. Which I kind of want to introduce her when we uh, actually have the podcast, and we're going to be discussing the TV show How I Met Your Mother. Which I kind of, ha- which I personally have a spotty history with, in just in terms of how much on the love hate scale, just it sort of slid one way and the other throughout the years. And while I wasn't expecting the series finale to be good, I didn't expect what ha- happened. And I don't, I'm not gonna say anything because I want to save it all for that podcast. Alright, you've been listening to I Should Be Sleeping. I am your host, Richard Gary, and you can download I Should Be Sleeping on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Thank you and good night. (laughs) 